Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. I have a really important message for you today because I know a lot of you often doubt whether you have the skills to really access your clients the way that you want to access them. And when I say access, what I really mean is helping them to understand, comprehend, and move through the deeper reasons why they're feeling stuck, the emotions that come to the surface when they get triggered, the thought patterns that arise when they fall into self-doubt. And when we're unable to really be able to grasp onto the deeper reasons why our clients can't move toward their ultimate goals, the goals that they came to us with, it's usually going to manifest in us as our own version of self-doubt. So it's really, really crucial that we understand not only what's going on in our clients, but also that we feel the conviction, the confidence, the ability to help hold the space around that deeper work and move them through it together. The thing about it is there's these coaches we look at, right, on social media or in our networks, and they just seem to have it figured out. They just, their clients get incredible results. They always know what to say. They always know what questions to ask. It feels as if they could walk on water, right? Like they do no wrong. Their clients get amazing results. They never struggle with self-doubt as you are interpreting it, right? The way that you're interpreting them, which is great. But the it factor that they have that you feel you don't have, you can actually learn. And I've distilled it down to four main things that a coach who feels truly confident in their ability to hold space around the deeper shit that our clients need to move through. A co the coach that feels true conviction around being able to ask the right questions in the right ways, to know exactly where they're leading their clients next, to know and trust that they have the skills to be able to handle whatever comes up whenever it comes up, has these four qualities. And it's so disempowering to look from afar at these coaches and think, I I should be that way, or I'll never be that way, or I need another certification to be that way, when really the skills that you need can be learned today. They can be learned right now, okay? It's going to require practice to master these skills, but these skills aren't something that you need to you need to spend years and years and years developing or spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get from multiple other certifications. That's not it. So the very first skill that we need to establish internally in order to become the coach with the it factor, the coach who always knows what to do and say next, always has a feeling of groundedness, confidence, ease inside of their coaching sessions is actually understanding our own ego, understanding how our own brain functions. Because here's the reality. When your client is struggling, when your client is falling back into old patterns, when your client is not listening to you, when your client is falling into victim mode, 
your mind is creating a story about that, whether you're aware of it or not. And when your mind creates a story about what's happening with your client, now we're operating from a place of bias. Now we're operating from a place of making that about you. Because that's what our ego does. Our ego makes everything that's happening around us about us. It, it, it takes in information and tells us what that means to us, how we need to be because that thing is happening. So what can happen a lot of the time is when a client is facing struggle or coming to us with a problem or not following our advice or plain old just moving through the process, the ebbs and flows of change, our egoic mind latches onto that and changes little micro nuances in how we're delivering our message. If our ego decides that what our client is going through, they shouldn't be going through, and now we're in judgment of what their reality is, what it is that they're struggling with, our tonality changes. The questions we ask shift. The way we hold space in that moment shifts, and that energy is felt. Right? That energy is felt by them. If you can feel it, they can feel it. So you have to realize that in order for you to truly be convicted as a coach, for you to be confident and grounded, and for you to hold really safe space for your clients to be able to move through whatever they need to move through, it all starts with your mind, your ego, the way you're interpreting what is going on around you. This is the same work that we want to do with our clients eventually. This is the same work your clients need to move through in order for them to feel grounded in who they are as well. But you can't guide them through that if your ego's over in Disneyland having a play day and completely hijacking the way that you're showing up in that conversation. So the first step for you is to practice to practice witnessing yourself in a moment when your client is coming to you with struggle, to practice witnessing yourself in a moment where your client is complaining or justifying an old pattern or making excuses. What is your mind doing? So if your mind is shifting into making assumptions, if it's shifting into judgment, it's if it's shifting into frustration, anger, disbelief, I promise you that you're showing up in that conversation in a disempowered way. You're showing up in that conversation as an aggressor, as, as a posturing teacher or fixer or expert instead of a team member, a co-creator, a safe space for that client to truly make sense of what's going on with them. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is creating an environment for trust. Now, there are many, many factors that go into building a trusting relationship with our client. And you may even be thinking right now, my clients trust me, that's not an issue. But do they really? When it comes down to it and progress isn't where it should be, how do they react? Do they point fingers? Do they get frustrated with the plan? Do they get reactive and start grasping onto things that they can control, like not eating carbs or slashing their macros or asking you for another meal plan or feeling, falling into victim mode with you on the, on the coaching call? Because if those things are happening, you don't have full trust. They haven't released the reins. They haven't released the death grip that they have on their own journey. 
Establishing an environment for trust means that when a client struggles, instead of falling into a reactive state, the client is able to come to us openly, transparently, and with a very real, raw dialogue, express to us that they're worried express to us the patterns that are surfacing, express to us what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and what their old patterns are triggering them into wanting to do, like grip, like control, like restrict. Okay, an environment for trust means that you can relax. Oh my God, this feels so good when you can just relax. You don't have to worry if your clients are getting the weight loss that they want week after week because you know you've cultivated an environment for trust. They know what to expect on the journey. They're fully bought into the ebbs and flows. They're fully expecting some weeks to be easier than others. They're fully expecting the struggle. They've released judgment around that and instead of judging it and reacting to it, they're in conversation with you about it. That is an environment of trust. At the very beginning of your coaching relationship, we wanna pre-frame what the journey is going to feel like. We all do a great job of pre-framing what the journey is going to look like, right? You're, we're going to hop on these coaching calls and this is the process we're going to follow and you're going to check in with me on these days and on and on, right? What they're gonna get, what it's gonna look like, but what about what it's gonna feel like? You know, when progress isn't where it needs to be, this is what this is gonna feel like. Have you felt this before? When you're feeling triggered and you don't wanna talk about it, this is what this is gonna feel like. Have you felt that before? What has your experience been with previous coaches when things aren't going the way that you expect or want? Do you pull back? Do you disappear? What is your, what is your pattern? What is your tendency? When we have these types of conversations at the very beginning, the entire journey changes because now when we hit turbulent road bumps, when we hit sticking points, when we come up against friction inside of the work that we're doing with them, they aren't reacting, they're expecting. They aren't reacting to it, they're expecting it to be there. And now we can have an even deeper conversation about it because we prepared them for it. They knew it was coming. The reason why so many of us don't have that conversation is simply because we don't wanna scare them away. We want them as a client. So we don't say the thing that feels hard to say at the beginning. We don't tell them it's not gonna be easy. We tell them it's gonna be easy. We don't tell them that they're going to struggle. We tell them that you've got them. Right? We kind of brush over, we glaze over all the messy bits just to get them. And then we, we believe that we're going to be able to handle it when those messy bits pop up. And we do, kind of, we meddle our way through it. But what if we could do it in a way that didn't create anxiety in us? What if we could do it in a way that didn't create frustration between us? What if we could do it in a way that smoothed out the resistance that we feel from our clients and allowed us both to trust each other enough to just talk about it when it happens. How would that feel? So that is step number two. That is skill number two. And yes, it is a skill. It's a skill to practice speaking vulnerably with our clients right from the very beginning. Okay. The third one 
is expanding your interpretation of what you're responsible for. I just want this to land so deeply in you. Your role with your client may not be to facilitate the weight loss they came to you for. Let that land. So many of us are rushing to get our clients to some sort of physical, tangible result because we think that's going to create deeper buy-in and longevity with them. We think if we can just get them to lose a little bit of weight, we've got them. If we can just get them to lose a little bit of weight, they'll trust us. If we can just get them moving in the right direction, the direction that they want, then we can work on all the mindset stuff. Then we can dive into the emotional stuff. Then we can have the deeper conversations because they will already be bought into us. But that's backwards. That's not how this works because at the end of the day, you may not be the one who is meant to get them to that physical end result, but we're operating as if we are. What if we released the responsibility we feel to create that end result and instead remained grounded in the moment and trusted that we have the capability to create just as much meaning around the emotional pieces, the, the psychological pieces, the self-trust pieces, the body awareness, everything that goes into actually creating that physical result. If you can leave your clients looking at themselves differently, if you can leave them feeling differently about the triggers that are popping up in their life, if you can offer them a new set of beliefs that will nudge them forward towards releasing the pressure they have on their bodies to give them what they want and instead recognize that they are fully capable right now of giving themselves what they want, your role has changed. Your role has deepened. Gone are the days where we need to constantly be chasing an external result to prove ourselves. Gone are the days where we hold our breath when we open our check-in, hoping and praying that they made progress. That feels gross. That feels so heavy. That feels so draining. I know this because this was my experience. For so many years, I would like get anxiety when I got a check-in form from a client, not because I didn't believe in myself, not because I didn't know what I was doing, but because what if they didn't see the progress that they're expecting and how does that reflect on me? What if they aren't happy with their results this week and now I have to do damage control? What is that conversation gonna be like? Because those conversations are never fun. We're always acting out of, in a reactive way when those conversations are in the room. We need to get ahead of those conversations and completely change how we view ourselves so that when the, the check-in form comes in and they're not happy with their progress, we don't freak out because we know our value lies in so many other areas inside of the work that we're doing. And if we've done a good job of pre-framing that work and we've created an environment for trust, and they, we understand how our ego is trying to grab onto that information and make it about us, now we can enter into that coaching call this week from a grounded place instead of a reactive place. So you can see how these steps really layer onto each other and how we need all of them to be present in the room. And the fourth one is breakthrough. It's the last one for a reason. We can't create breakthrough real, actual breakthrough without the first three being present first. 
Because breakthrough isn't what you think it is. Breakthrough isn't, I'm changed my behavior and I'm never going to act in that old way ever again. That's not a breakthrough. Or I lost three pounds on the scale this week because I stuck to my macros. That's not a breakthrough, right? That's a like, congratulations, that's amazing. But a breakthrough is really a shift in the way that your client views themselves, a shift in the way that your client views the world, what's happening around them and what that means about them, and a shift in the beliefs that they have about what they're capable of, what this journey really looks like, what they're desiring in their life, the role that their body plays inside of creating those ultimate desires. Okay, so it has nothing to do with actual tangible results and everything to do with the internal journey you're guiding your client through. Breakthrough is subtle. It's gentle. It's like a whisper. Breakthrough happens in the smallest of moments and in the most profound ways. Breakthrough happens with tears streaming down her cheeks and with a look of shock and awe on her face. Breakthrough happens in the quiet moments, the silences that you are so conditioned to speak over. Breakthrough happens when we are able to slow down, take up time, hold bigger space, hold space around those quiet moments where she's integrating what it is you're saying to her, what it is you're offering her. When we speak over them because our ego is making up a story about what silence means, that we are sounding stupid and we should be able to tell them what they need to hear and we should be able to fix this problem or whatever. When your ego grabs that moment and makes it about us, they miss out on their breakthrough. We must get comfortable slowing down and we must shift our perspective around what constitutes a breakthrough for someone. And then when breakthrough happens, we need to be able to reflect it back to them Otherwise, it's just going to be a fleeting moment. It's going to be meaningless. They're not going to actually anchor into what that meant. They're not going to be able to build the bridge and walk across it. This is where they were. They just built the bridge of breakthrough. This is where they could be, but they need to take your hand and walk across it in order to get there. So when breakthrough happens, do we celebrate it and go, yay, that's amazing, and then we move on? Or do we reflect back to them what just happened? Do we reflect back to them the meaning of that breakthrough? Do we reflect back to them how potent that single moment was and how that changed the trajectory moving forward for us together as a team, as co-creators of their future? Many of us don't do that. Many of us skip over that part because we don't really know what to say. We kind of just cross our fingers and hope that it sticks. We hope that it lands. We hope that it changes something. But if we don't, walk them across the bridge, the bridge is just going to disintegrate. It's just going to get washed up by the river and it's going to be gone. We need to get them across while it's built so we can reinforce it. So we can show them that it's safe to walk across because they're not going to walk across by themselves. They've probably had many breakthrough moments in their life that they never actually took advantage of. They built the bridge and they never walked across it because it didn't feel safe. It felt uncertain. They didn't know what was on the other side of that breakthrough. So they stayed where it was familiar. They stayed where it was comfortable. So if we don't take their hand and walk them across, they're gonna stay where it's familiar. They're going to stay where it's comfortable. 
It's your job to walk them across. Okay, so these are the four skills. These are the it factor skills that incredibly grounded coaches embody. Some coaches come across these skills very naturally. Other coaches need to learn them. I needed to learn them. It took me, I've been a coach for 13 years and it took me that time to master these truly and learn how to teach them to you. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapoberin.com. See you next time.